Good morning, good morning, and good morning, and welcome to yet another episode of Popping Off with Feel the Podcast. Happy Tuesday, co-host. It is our favorite day of the week. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend and that your week started off pretty swell, you know, as well as one could start. <laughs> um, I think we all live for the weekend and about three o'clock, four o'clock, Sunday afternoon, we, we, we begin to get this wash uh, of of just sadness, thinking about how quickly the weekend has gone by and, you know, how we have to mentally begin to prepare for the next week. And Mondays, some people like Mondays, but I think the majority of us um, dread them. (laughs) And we're in that space where it's like, oh, just give me to Wednesday because Wednesday is that first break of dawn where it's like, hey, we're middle of the week. Um, And then Thursday, affectionately called the day in the way, comes and goes and then we're at Friday Um, and then it's Saturday and we're excited and then it's Sunday and then the cycle starts all over again let the circle be unbroken nonetheless we are here and it is Tuesday and I'm happy to be with you it's so interesting like I had a thought process about what I wanted to talk about and I still think that that's important but as I was talking through that because what I do is I typically sit down and I say, hey, when I have an idea, when I have an idea, I sit down and I kind of talk through my points. Like, this is, these are the things that I want to hit. This is what I want to say. Um, and sometimes in talking through the points, you find yourself uh, finding something that's a little bit more important or something that allows you to drive home your main point even better. So what I want to talk about is our relationship to money and how we view money and its power. Because for a lot of people, money is transformative. Um, And we, me, my community, I don't want to call us poor because, you know, there's power in words and we have to get out of this mindset of being poor. Because although we may not be rich in in finance, there are so many other things that make life enjoyable um, that the people we envy, those people with money, don't have. And that's evident because there are rich people, famous people, influential people that are finding life so burdensome that they're, they're checking out of here. We saw that with Anthony Bourdain. We saw that with Kate Spade. People who seemingly have and had everything. And yet, they didn't have enough of something to make them think that this life was worth living. So, although we may be poor (laughs) in finance, we are rich in in love and spirit and, 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 and rich in family and friends and rich in gainful employment, whether it's the job of your dreams, it is the job that allows you to keep a roof over your head and food on your table and clothes on your back. So we're not poor. We are just not as financially blessed as some other people. But the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of us believe that money changes all things because the source of our anxiety tends to be the fact that we don't have the money to do the things that we want to do. And it's not even about balling out and buying large mansions and the, the 
the, the fastest cars and, 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 and taking trips around the world. Sometimes it's just the simple things like, hmm, I would love to just have a spa day once a month. I would love to um, take in a really good show, whether it be a musical or an opera or a play or the ballet. You know, those are those are luxuries that we have to discount because we just don't have it. And so the anxiety of knowing that there are bills due and there's plenty of bills and not enough money, uh, that there are things that need to be taken care of in our homes and on our vehicles and for our children. And, and those are senses of anxiety for us. And so our thought process is, if I just had the money, things would be infinitely better. But I come to tell you, and, and most of this is being spawned and sparked because the Mega Millions is big, is, is a big deal right now. I mean, it is big shit. $1.6 billion with a cash option, over 500 million. I mean, imagine what one could do with that type of money. Imagine who they could help. Um, imagine whose lives could be changed, not just theirs, but the lives of their families, the lives of their friends. And so all of us are dreaming, even people who don't play the lottery. I don't play the lottery on a regular basis. And it's ironic that when it's 40 million, I'm like, eh, I'm not going to pay wasting time. But when it got up to like 980 million, I was like, you know what? Now's the time to play the lottery. I really do think that it is my season to win. Um, but I say all that to say that, um, you know, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's dreaming big, all that they could do, how their lives could be infinitely better. And I do believe there's positivity in the world and speaking positive allows you to wield certain things to you. You know, the way that God and the way that the universe works is, you know, you speak things into existence. Um, you speak things that are not as though they were. Um, that's how you give yourself confidence. That's how you feel faith. Um, and things may not necessarily come to you in the, the, the prescribed time or dosage that you would like, but they do eventually come. But I want people to be mindful that the way that God and the universe works is you don't receive anything that you are not aptly uh, prepared and, and conditioned and certified to receive. If your relationship with money is a negative one, meaning you are in a position where you could live reasonably, but you choose to live unreasonably or above your means, um, then there is no guarantee that a large sum of money is going to change the way that you think about money. It's not going to affect your relationship with money. You know, we see shows all the time, or there were shows, there used to be series about people who have been lottery winners and then found themselves bankrupt again. You know, not even wise enough to pay off the debt that they had already accumulated. But they began to create more debt and buying ridiculous things and buying things that didn't have value because someone said that they did. Um, giving away money uh, and not really understanding the ramifications of the money that they were giving and the costs associated with it, not having enough money to pay their taxes because the relationship that they had with money 
and their thought process about money and what it does and, and, and how it makes things better didn't change. And so you have to elevate how you think about these things in order to truly be successful once you receive them. Um, and this is a message for me because my relationship with money is not a good one. And some of this is informed when we're young. Um, unfortunately, in our community, in the African-American community, we don't really talk about money. Uh, the, the extent of our conversation is we ain't got none, you know? And that's kind of how it works. We ain't got none. I can't afford this. I can't afford this. But we don't sit down and really have that conversation with our children that says, okay, this is how money works. Um, most of us fall into a pitfall when we get to college because at 18 years old, we had the opportunity to get our first credit card or what Otis Holly, my grandfather, would say, a charge plate. And when we get that credit card, we are like, oh, well, I have 500 extra dollars. Wrong. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. What you have is money that you are allowed to borrow that you have to repay at a much higher interest. Check this. A $400 plane ticket, say to LA, when I buy it with cash, costs $400, okay? If we're just using simple math, if I decide to buy that credit, that, that particular that particular ticket, make that purchase on a credit card, where, and I'm just doing this simply, I know that this is a little bit more complex, but I just wanna give you an idea. If, if that ticket was $400 and I bought it on credit, and the interest rate on that credit card is 16.99%, that means that that ticket actually cost me 466, 67 something odd dollars because there's some change there. So that means I now have to pay $470 because I'm rounding up now, almost $500 for a $400 ticket. But mind you, that's, that's just off the initial purchase. If I can't afford to then pay that $470, then the interest compounds. And so now I'm paying $470 because that's my balance times 16.99%. So I am quickly, very quickly, I will have doubled the price of that ticket by buying it on credit as opposed to buying it on cash, buying it with cash. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're in a situation where it's the, the 21st of the month <laughs> and you got to buy this ticket today because the deal is today and you know that you don't get paid until the 30th or 31st last working day then buying that ticket today at $400 is perfectly fine because that's what that that makes sense if you have to put that on your credit card but what ends up happening is when we do get the check we find a million other reasons and a million other ways to spend that money so we don't repay ourselves back. We don't pay ourselves back. We don't pay on that particular purchase. And so interest accrues. The payment, the, the payment gets larger. We don't have those conversations as children. And so a lot of us run up credit, not understanding, not realizing what interest rate does, not 
grasping the concept of it's borrowed money and that you're repaying it back at a higher interest because when you made the purchase with cash it was at zero percent interest it was four hundred dollars you took four hundred dollars out of your account now yeah you're four hundred dollars poorer today <laughs> but you're gonna be five six seven hundred dollars richer two months from now trust me so I, I think that we have to begin to have these conversations sooner so that people understand that because that's just the simple side of things it gets worse um it gets more complex uh you know that's a standard credit card but if you're getting store credit cards a, a credit card from express a credit card from macy's from bloomingdale's from nordstrom's uh from Saks, the interest rates on those cards are much higher 20 something odd percent so yeah i'm giving you a deal because i'm allowing you to buy this particular blouse um and because you got this credit card i'm going to give you an extra 30 percent off the blouse and then an extra 30 percent off the total which means i'm not paying much for the blouse today but the blouse actually costs a whole lot more money because the interest rate on this card is 25.99 percent so we gotta have we gotta start thinking about these things so that we don't land ourselves in situations where we work jobs and make a decent wage but we never really see the money because all we're doing is paying off and down credit card debt you know and we have to get to a place where we admit to ourselves first that i can't afford this i need help i need to figure this out um and stop making decisions that further cripple us i'll be the first to admit that i have some serious credit card debt and it didn't start out that way. It started out being cognizant and responsible with what I, with what I knew and, and trying to get out of it and, and, and creating these temporary pathways and these band-aids to, to just tide me over with all of this hope. You know, it was like, oh, I can charge this $2,000 over the next couple of months because I know that when I get my bonus, I'm gonna make a few extra dollars, but not realizing that a $2,000 increase in your pay may only show up as a 50 to $70 increase in the, in the money you're actually taking home. So I haven't created enough income, I haven't generated enough income to, 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 to do anything with that shortfall. Um, and then there are debt consolidation programs and, and, and all of these places like Lending Tree and Payoff and you know Smith and Barney and just different people that are sending you, hey, we can give you a consolidation loan. We can give you $10,000 to pay off this debt. Yeah, at 26.99% interest <laughs> with loan origination fees. And so yes, I paid off this credit card, but now I owe you all this money. And guess what? I still don't have any money, so I'm still using this card. Um, so I just want people to, 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 to be cognizant. I've used that word twice, but because it's important. I want people to be cognizant that we have to change our relationship to money. And once we change our relationship to money, we'll realize that we have a lot more than we thought we did. And then when situations like the lottery come up, not to say that instantaneously changing your thought process about the lottery is going to give you the winning numbers and in turn give you $1.6 billion. But I think that it gives you a better shot. 
<laughs> gives you a better shot. And understanding that although money might cure the anxiety of you not being in debt, uh, initially, you could find yourself in this same situation again if you don't change your mindset. You know, I've been in better credit situations, but my mindset didn't change. Because for me, I've always thought, well, I don't have the cash right now, but I can just put it on credit. And not being responsible enough and not being wise enough that when I got the money in whatever form I got it in, be it because I got it in my paycheck, be, be it because somebody paid me back money they owed me, be it because I got some sudden windfall that I wasn't expecting, not being mindful enough to say, I owe it to myself to go ahead and reimburse myself because that's what you're doing in the long run. Yeah, I'm paying off this credit card. Yeah, I'm paying off this balance. Um, I'm dealing with this bill, but what you're doing is you're reimbursing yourself because in the future, this is going to be a much more costly expense. So let me go ahead and I would rather use this $200 to buy a new pair of shoes, to buy a plane ticket to, you know, I can, you $200 can go a long way. You know, I can go to Florida for $200. I can get to Chicago. I can sometimes get home to Detroit for $200. So instead of uh, giving myself extra benefits. So I've already made this $200 purchase. I, I should pay myself back, but instead I'm going to make another $200 purchase instead of using that money to pay myself back, to actually pay on this bill. Um, now I'm $400 in the hole, which is going to be worse because I'm going to be $400 in the hole plus interest. <laughs> um, we have to change our thought process, our relationship, so that when we do get into better situations, because I do believe that we eventually will all be in better situations, we are in a position to handle those things responsibly. Um, we're able to navigate tough times. We're able to say, this is what I need to do to figure this out. Credit cards really should be for emergencies. They're, they should be for emergencies. Or if you are responsible enough, credit cards, especially those particular cards with different rewards programs like SkyMiles cards. Um, there's a lot of credit cards that offer quarterly incentives. So if you buy your gas, you get so many points and percentages for this and that. Those cards should be used for those purposes and be used by a person who says, I know that at the end of the month, I'm in the position to just go ahead and pay this off. Yes, I've purchased gas every for the for the last three months on this particular card, but at the end of the month, I know that the three four hundred dollars that I've spent in gas, I'm able to pay off 150 one from one paycheck, 150 from another paycheck. However you do it, however you rationalize it, that you're actually able to get it done. Um, I would love to win the Mega Millions. I've dreamed about it. I dream about the Mega Millions when it's at 40 million because yes, I would pay off my debt. I would be debt free you know yes I would retire my parents yes I have two aunts who are unmarried and don't have children I would retire them there are other people that I would help close friends even some other family members but I've always said that I'm only going to give people things that I feel that they can handle now I'm not going to question my parents I feel like my parents are pretty responsible I'm not really going to question my aunts I feel like they're really responsible um but there are some people who are going to have to prove something to me in order to receive this. I need to make sure that the gift that I'm giving you, and, and I believe the best gift is financial freedom. So I would require people to pull credit reports and I'll be like, here, let's clean this up. Let's make it so you don't owe anybody. 
Let's put you in a situation where the money that you make is the money that you use to pay your monthly expenses because it gives a person an opportunity to set the record straight and actually only pay for or only have what they can afford. So let's get rid of your debt and let's put you in a position to 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 not be here again. You know, I'm not buying no big ass house <laughs> where somebody has property taxes they can't afford. I'm not buying no expensive ass cars when you can't drive or you don't have a license or you have a horrible record in terms of accidents. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not doing those types of things, but I will enable you. Or not enable. I will, yeah, I guess enable. No, I don't want to use that word. I will give you. <laughs> I guess enable would be the right word. Anyway, I don't have a time for English session today. I'm going to give you the, put you in the position to where if that's the type of purchase that you want to make, you will be better equipped to do that. Okay? So that's my spiel on the money. I'm not saying don't play the lottery. Go play. Try to make it work. You know, my other blessing is if I don't win the lottery because I really don't want that stress. I mean, because I won $1.6 billion. Philip Holly is a popular person. People are going to be knocking down my door. I'm going to have to change my, I'm going to have to change my identity. I'm going to have to Machiavelli on these motherfuckers because people are going to try to find me because they know that I'm a giving person. I may give people a lot of lip, but people who know me know that I would give you the shirt off my back. I really, really would. And so I, 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 I anticipate a plethora of people reaching out to me. Um, and, and I'm probably going to have to create a, 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 a person in the middle, like a, a, a stone wall that all communication has to pass through this motherfucker because they evil and they're going to be like, nah, you know, I, that's what I need. But I would prefer if someone who loves me, like my good aunts, like my parents, like really good friends would win the lottery because then they can just give me what it is they want me to have and then I won't have the responsibility to try to help nobody else because I can be like, listen, they only gave me $150,000. I listen, that's all they gave me. This is what I got to pay y'all. You know, I got you got to help yourself. You know, the word says <laughs> that you have to do for yourself before you can do. You can't help others until you help yourself. You know, how can you do anything for me if you can't do for yourself? So, you know, that would be my response. Like, I, you know, this, I, I don't have it to give to you. It, this is all I got. And I got to, I got to do my own thing. And so, anyway. That's me just joking and Josh. Listen, play the lottery, please. But begin to reevaluate your relationship with money, how you view it, how you see it. Um, put yourself in a position to do the things that you want to do um, and make the sacrifices now. Um, if you can't do the things that you want to do, but you know you want to do it. Sometimes that requires you to pick up an extra job or pick up a seasonal job or Really just look at the expenses that you have and try to decrease them because what you don't want is to be a person who happens upon a windfall, wins the lottery. Maybe you won't win $1.6 billion, but maybe you'll win $40,000. Keep in mind, you're going to be taxed twice. Just want to put that out there. They're going to tax your money and then they're going to tax it again as income. So you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you've won any large sum of money 
and didn't put enough away for taxes. And then when that new year come around and you get the tax bills like, hey, you had some winnings and we're not going to tax the full 40,000, but we are going to tax about half of that. And you don't have taxes, then you're in this. Now you owe the IRS. You don't want to be in that situation either. So listen to me. Do these things now so that if you ever happen upon money, if you ever have a windfall, you know what to do. You're responsible with it. And it's money that lasts you because the bottom line is this. People who are rich are not necessarily rich because there is money that they're constantly making. They've made smart investments, so the money that they have makes money. Interest is a beautiful thing. Interest works both ways. It's damning and uplifting. Please let interest be uplifting to you. Don't let it be damning. Put some put your money in something that's going to do something for you, you know? I I am not a fan of annuities for the poor or for the middle class. It doesn't work for us. You don't really see the benefit. Annuities are for people who have money. But keep in mind, annuities are more of an insurance product than an investment vehicle. They've tried to spruce it up and make you think about it different, differently, but the bottom line is it, it's an insurance product. And insurance products work best when all your money is gone, but they still got to pay you. So keep that in mind if you want to annuitize, because I hear a lot of people talking about, I'm just going to take the annuity. I, it's all a situational thing, but listen to me. We have to change our relationship with money. Let me say that again, because I think that that's important. And once we begin to change that relationship to money, how we view it, how we, how we deal with it, how we handle it, then we'll be in better situations. And we won't all be singing our shoulda, woulda, couldas about this lottery. Because let's be real, we ain't, we ain't none of us winning it. <laughs> we not going to win it. Look, the odds before were, were, were one in a million. Now they one in 12 million. We ain't going to win the lottery. But still keep playing. And if you love me, definitely still keep playing. Anyway, peace out. I hope you guys have a wonderful Tuesday. Follow, subscribe, rate. I need y'all to rate. Like, I really need y'all to rate. Let me, I really need y'all to rate. I don't want to beg, but I'm begging. You know, on these platforms, especially Google, especially iTunes or the podcast. I'm sorry, not iTunes, but uh, Apple's podcast platform. I need you to rate. I need reviews because your reviews allows this podcast to be elevated, to be seen by people who don't listen to it. Uh, And hopefully in gaining some traction and gaining some notoriety, more people listen to this podcast and they're helped. And it gives me an even larger platform to help even more people. Anyway, I'm gone. It's Tuesday. I'm in traffic. It's horrible this morning. There was an accident. You know how I feel about people who get in accidents before eight o'clock. I feel like they should be stripped of their license for six months and be forced to ride public transit in Atlanta, Georgia, or in Georgia specifically. And that's horrible. But I think that they would learn an invaluable lesson from that process. So anyway, I'm out of here. Have a great Tuesday. Peace.